Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hello. Happy Wednesday to everyone, or if it's Thursday, wherever you are. I wish you a good day, a good week, and thank you for joining me. I'm really excited. Always Wednesdays or something something for me, and hopefully that all that I share helps all of you both heal, understand, expand, become aware, and feel like there's a lot of people in this together, that we're all learning, we're all growing, we're all trying to resolve our issues, and me too, we're all in this together, so I'm just happy to be part of the show, to have the show, to have this opportunity to connect with you all. And even though I'm not starting yet, probably in two or three weeks, I'm starting a new kind of section of the show. I don't know exactly how long, um, which is going to be the healing of the planet. The higher selves are starting to give me all the information and the um, focus, I would guess which I'm going to bring to you all once I have it together in my mind. I'm also going to do some practicing and working with the techniques, and then I will bring them to the show. And as normally what happens with the show, more expansion will come in about the information, with the information as as we go. Because there's something pretty special about the group energy. So... You can look forward to that coming. Maybe I'll be starting at the first of the year. I'm trying to think. It's already December. Where did this time go? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I realized last week I forgot to give out my email until the very end, and probably most people didn't wait to hear the last part of the show to hear the email. But if you need to uh, write me for any reason, to request a healing might be the more common reason, but to respond or ask questions or comment about anything, please, it's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. That's Janet at JanetRichmond.com, J-A-N-E-T at J-A-N-E-T-R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D.com. I do want to remind you all, because I rarely ever think to do it, that I do have a website, JanetRichmond.com. And so you can go on the website anytime to to get information. There's a lot of free stuff. All my shows are archived there, my radio shows. This is now the end of the third year, so I have three years of shows on there. The first two years are more informational than this year. This year was direct healings on people. People either called in or more, more commonly wrote in requests and so I would do the healings right on air. Now, I'm not sure if you all realize, but I might get the request ahead, but I don't know what's going to come up in the healing until I do it on the show. I don't work on it or get information on, on anything before I start. It's really in the moment 
the higher self command, the person who I'm working on, their higher self, they're guiding me and directing me. So just so you understand that this is sort of an in-the-moment kind of show. And because I get so many uh, requests for healings over email, I rarely give the phone number to call in. It is 646-668-8565. People can call in, but often I already have so many shows planned that, I mean, so many healings planned that I don't, that callers might feel, oh, well, she's too busy to do a healing today, and they don't call in. However, you can call in if you just want to talk for a few minutes or ask me a question or make comments or find out anything. You can call in anyway. So I should be giving out this number every week, and I don't, and I'm sorry about that. But it is, again, 646-668-8565. Okay. So I hope everyone had a good holiday weekend or all the Americans. And now we're into December, into more holidays coming up. I hope it will be a fun month for everyone, full of joy and love and excitement and discovery and whatever else you're wishing for in your life instead of the stress and the difficulties and the upheavals and the dramas and traumas, which sometimes also comes up in in the holidays. And keep in mind, we all can neutralize all the causes, known and unknown, for those things. So if you are someone who is neutralizing on your own and you're concerned about a family gathering because aunt so-and-so is coming and she always brings chaos with her or you're finally going to get together with all your siblings. And the last time you got together, there was a massive fight and you haven't spoken to each other since. (laughs) Whatever the situation or condition might be, if you have that kind of thing, you can be proactive and do the neutralizing beforehand. To It may not avoid the totality of the worst case scenario, but any neutralizing is going to help shift it to a less less of drama, less of a problem. It can really, really help soften the issues. Okay, now I want to go to feedback from Karen. I worked on Karen last week. If you remember, she kind of felt muddled, uh, sort of not really sure. Her footing was a little bit unstable. I don't remember exactly, but she just she she had a hard time even putting into words what was going on for her. and But, you know, I don't need to know it exactly. That Her higher self came in and uh, gave me a very interesting starting point, I should say. Now, Karen is a professional organizer, and she's a darn good one. She can go into anybody's home or office and figure out how to transform it, all the stuff in the office offices and how to transform it. And yet on the inside with the energetic stuff, with her inner world, she was muddled. And so in general, and I don't remember the whole healing at all, the higher self came in and we neutralized the muddle, I'm pretty sure. And then we um, empowered the inner organization and also connecting and work, connecting the two, the inner and the outer together 
um, at the toward the end of the healing, they gave her suggestions on how to utilize her spiritual life or inner life in a on a direct in a direct way for those clients that she is helping with the material organizing and so I mentioned that I'm explaining it a little bit even though I don't remember it perfectly and if I'm kind of skewing it a wrong way I'm sorry but as you all know by now I don't hold on to much of the healings I, I do too many and as I've explained many times it's kind of like that dream that you remember so clearly right after you wake up and then the next day it's what was that again it was something along this line so that's really where it is for me with these healings. But in any case, you can listen to the archive show and you can definitely get up to speed on the healing. But this is what she wrote back. She said, uh, she said that I nailed exactly what she was concerned about, combining the external organizing with the internal. And she said it was like I'd been privy to all the conversations that she'd had with her friends about the, the issue and she said, during the healing, her heart ached, and she felt as if she were crying. And she said, can a heart cry? as she Crying as she was releasing the limiters or the restrictions. And yes, of course, a heart can cry. And often when I do healings, either on myself or, and, and on others, I feel the, the, the intense heartache. Um, I'm... I know many clients feel, especially from the heart area, can feel suffering or pain or grief or sorrow. So, yeah, I would say a heart can cry. Anyway, she goes on to say that she's excited about it and that she liked that I could articulate for her what her vague sense was of how to combine the inner and outer gifts question. And... She said she hadn't thought of it as limits she puts on herself. And I don't remember what they are, guys, but there must have been limits because they come up in all healings. We all have them. And she took it as a truth instead, which is, again, what we all do. It's It becomes so normal for us to carry these limits that they're unquestioned. They're solidified truth is what the higher self call it. They're so unquestioned that we don't even look at them. And apparently some of those came up and she said, she asked the question, isn't that how it always is with these rules and ideas that we set up early on? Like the animals who are always tied up, but when their rope is gone, they still don't wander because the tie is still there in that unconscious. And that's right. She hit the nail on the head. That's the way it works for us. We tie ourselves up in these limited truths, in these belief systems that we've taken on for so long and repeated over and over again, and become, they become more and more entrenched. And so when we're in a life pattern where they're not relevant anymore, they still are there. They're still holding us prisoner, so to speak. And so, yeah. Karen, you're right on. Anyway, that was the feedback from Karen. I also got some uh, additional feedback from Robin on her the healing with her, her and her son, Ryan. I think I said last week that she and Ryan were going to be um, getting together for the holiday, and they'd had a big blowout just a few days before, and normally it was a month or two before they would reconnect, but he reconnected with her right away 
and they did plan the holiday. And this is what she says about Thanksgiving. Now, Ryan, if you remember, is the one that is a high-functioning paranoid schizophrenic. And I'm not going to repeat the whole healing because it was now two weeks ago. And we are going to be doing another healing next week on Robin and, and or Kim. I'm not sure if we're doing one or both. I'm going to wait to hear from Robin to let me know exactly what my focus of attention should be. But in any case, there will be another healing on them. But they had some very difficult journeys since for the last 10 years when he started at 18 showing symptoms that they didn't know what it was of this mental condition. And over the 10 years, it's been very difficult for both Robin and her husband. So we worked on them. And there seemed to be some shift in the immediate. And then she says, just a quick note, she sent me an email to report that she and Ryan had a really good day cooking turkey and other food on the day after Thanksgiving. She said, I think we both wanted to keep the energy light so we didn't talk about any touchy subjects, <laughs> which sounds good, <laughs> which, you know, I feel the healing could have helped that both of you avoid it somewhat because it wasn't quite so much pressure underneath to go back into that repeating pattern so some of the pressure had been you know eased and so from the neutralizing and from the healing that's my feeling because that's kind of thing that i see happen on, on a fairly regular basis so then she says when he left he reached out and gave me a hug which felt like a shift for him she says i was able to hold on to myself throughout the day if i felt a little triggered i kept saying pick your battles and that helped. Now, that is, that's great, because that's basically it. We, we These repeating patterns, there, it, there are no winners. If there was a winner, if the battle was resolved, it wouldn't be a battle anymore. So these repeating patterns are conflicts that just come up over and over again that aren't resolved. So pick your battle was, was a really good approach. Um, in fact, we're hoping to relate to get to the point where we neutralize the entire battle <laughs> um, so that it doesn't feel like a battle anymore at all. But in the meantime, yeah, they, these repeating issues over and over again are not, they are battles over and over again and nobody wins. Everybody comes away. It's a no-win situation. And the people involved, when we get into these things, we walk away from it feeling yucky. We feel really bad in some way. And both parties feel bad because it's not a good thing for either party, especially when it's a close family member who underneath it all, there is love and there is a desire to have a better relationship. So when there's a quote unquote battle, you know, it doesn't feel good. So I'm excited that, that, she, that Robin and Ryan had a pretty good day and that they were able to keep it together for that day and just allow it to be as best as it could, even if they didn't get into the heavy-duty stuff. Sometimes that's just fine, okay? So I'm excited. Now, I want to give you some feedback, too, from Denise. Remember, Denise is Alicia's mom. Alicia's the one with all the heart problems. She had a major sur surgery, and I've worked three, maybe four times on her already, and I'm going to do another short healing on her again today. 
the second healing will be on Alicia. She is out of the hospital, as I reported. She's doing fairly well, but they went to the cardiologist yesterday, I heard from Denise, and they had Denise's, uh, Alicia's blood was too thick and she had to be on blood thinners. Well, when they went, it turned out that it was five times, they needed five times more blood thinner than they had thought they would. And they're injecting it into her stomach twice a day. I mean, yikes, guys. We need to do something for this, okay? Now, I don't know if it's a common side effect of this kind of surgery that she had or what, but we can work on it energetically to help it clear. A blood thinner situation after heart surgery is fairly normal, I think. Um, I've heard of it. I mean, I'm no doctor, (laughs) but I've heard of it enough to feel like it's not something rare. They really want to make sure that as the healing process is going on, that no clots form and all of that, because that can really endanger someone's life. So blood thinners are important, but what we want to do is we want to go in and work on the energetic level to see if we can get the shift to a more normal blood flow more easily and effortlessly, so to speak. Okay, now, today we're going, the first healing today, is and, and before I get into that, I just want to again give the number because I feel so pathetic I haven't been <laughs> giving the number. It's 646-668-8565. And I know most people probably are at work or asleep. Um, there's, you know, a small window of time around the globe that people would be listening live and maybe a lot of people wouldn't need that number, but I wanted to give it out again anyway. And also my email, I want to give it out again too, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Now, I've talked about it a lot, so I think <laughs> I've done my job for the day. Um, so we can go on to Suzanne. And she, Suzanne, I've done several healings for you. I'm sure you recognize her name. Um, she's taken great advantage like Robin has and like Karen has and Denise. And and so there have been a lot of, um, well, several people that take advantage and they ask for healings. I had a new person last week, Unshul from India. So, and I've had a few new people over time, but I want to really encourage people to reach out. I don't, as I said, ever mind giving people healings over and over again. I'm just so happy that someone takes advantage. But I also want to everyone to know out there that the door is open for anyone and for everyone. Okay? All right. So, Suzanne's issue today is she wants to heal her relationship with men. And now, keep in mind that even though she's a woman and she wants to bring in someone special that is man, this healing will help for anybody and everybody related to the significant other. Whether there's, you know, you're a man and you want to bring in the significant woman or whether you're gay or whatever, that makes no difference. It's going to be a healing on relationships, so hopefully everyone will get something out of it. Now, she says she doesn't have anyone in her life that's in the romantic way and she says it's hard for her to trust men and to open up to them and 
she's been healing her divine masculine since she seems to have a lot of, of suffering still to heal from those lives as a soldier and a leader and such. So she feels, and I don't know if those were lives that I brought to her in some past healing. I don't remember, guys. Maybe so, because she says it almost like I know or or I would remember. Um, but healing our masculine side or the side that the opposite nature that we carry is always a very good thing to do because we almost always have some sort of conflict with the opposite nature. And in a recent healing I did for a client, I think it was last week, he is a male, it was a man, he had conflict with his own male nature. And that was a first for me. I didn't experience anything quite like that. And the whole healing, he's perfectly happy as a, as a man and he's developed his male nature in, in a really great way and he's a very successful man but there's a part of that male nature that he's kind he kind of had pushed to the side and you know kind of locked up he didn't want to touch it and it was the you know the side of him that he considered to be way too aggressive and it carried anger it carried a lot of things that are in his mind anyway, he associates with that side of his male nature. So we we worked on it because, and healed it because in his mind it was either or. If he opened up that box, then he was going to come become a, you know, a rageaholic or something. And, and he would move from that, the, the gentle, sweet, nice guy that he is into something you know, that he didn't recognize and he didn't wouldn't like about himself. But we slowly worked it around, and he was very successful in neutralizing the walls between that part and to bring in the understanding. Uh, you know, he neutralized the beliefs, and the he, he began to see the advantages to have a little bit more assertiveness in work and things. Not assertiveness like bashing someone or ordering them around, but just speaking up for the self because he felt maybe he was a little bit uh, too passive. So uh, I think it all worked out. It was very interesting, and I don't know where Suzanne's healing is going to go, but I do feel, because I've had many, many examples of women and men both uh, having conflicts with the opposite nature. So this is a good healing for everyone and all the listeners, and we'll see where the higher selves take us. So I'm going to start, if everyone is uh, comfortable preparing for the healing as best you can. If you're listening in the car or somewhere where you can't really close your eyes, don't worry. You can still benefit. You can still do it. I mean, we can listen to the radio and we can drive and we can talk to someone and I don't recommend it you know if you can, if you're going to go into the zone you wouldn't want to do it in the car but just to have it at that sort of periphery it can help it can trigger understanding and just being amalgamated is positive in itself so let's get comfortable let's everyone just take a few deep breaths relax Bring that mind's eye in, focusing on 
my voice, focusing on the physical body, noticing where your arms and legs and hands and feet are and how your body contacts what you're sitting on or standing on, lying on. Just bring that mind's eye in, and as we do, we're activating the now moment. And most of you are very familiar with this. The now moment is an energy field. I see it popping up around the listeners, past, present, and future. And it, again, is like a 365 degrees around us. I see it in sort of bulb shape, like an oval bulb or pupil, the shape of a pupil, but as three-dimensional. And because it's an energy field, it is something we can manipulate with our very powerful focus of attention. And this focus of attention now, I'm asking that we all focus on expanding the walls of this now moment. We want the now moment to fully encompass the totality of all that we are. From the first moment in time, we were expressed and born into the into reality as minerals and to further encompass the totality of the journey of our soul through the plant, animal, and into the human kingdom and beyond and to understand that in this way we are encompassing the totality of the past, present, and future nows knowing that the future nows are in a process of continual unfolding. It is organic and it is moment-to-moment happening. So that moment-to-moment unfoldment is ongoing for all of us. I feel it also happening, The and we are moving into that eternal now. And because we're all part of this healing, past, present, and future listeners are part of the healing, I'm asking that we... I'm not asking. I wish everyone to understand that we are now all standing in this time-space continuum, I call it, this forever now moment that is literally bridging the universe known and unknown, encompassing the totality of our journey and the many different planets and the many different forms that we have been in through time. Now, it's important to understand that we carry at the soul-mind level all of the journey. We carry it with us day to day. So in a way, this symbolic picture is here to simply bring you to the understanding that we have access to the totality of the journey. We have access in this time-space continuum. But in fact, the totality of our journey is carried at the soul-mind level. And we are, when we work from this totality level, with that in our consciousness, we are able to access much more of the patterns and to heal much deeper and much, uh, in a much more, I guess deeper is the best word I can come up with. In a deeper way, all of the patterns and all of the causes and all of the events and circumstances and experiences that brought us to this place where we're looking for for the healing. So we're just searching for the healing. And so we're moving into this symbolic time-space continuum, but knowing that 
we carry that with us. That's who we are. We carry it with us. Well, who we truly are is the pure soul essence. So I don't want to confuse things. And I want now everyone to focus on that pure soul essence light that we carry, that divine light from the originating source that each and every soul carries from the moment in time it's born as a mineral and through its entire journey, its evolutionary journey, which is not over and will never be over because evolution is ongoing and is eternal. It's part of that unfolding, organic, expanding future now. So we're going to expand using the focus of attention that divine might that we carry that is everything the originating source was is and is becoming and we are pulsing that light out just like the sunlight symbolic sunlight or symbolic heartbeat and that is going to fill the totality of who we are the totality of our soul's journey the totality of the soul process the totality of all that we carry And in this way, all the listeners are being joined in one accord and we are now going to amalgamate and become one with the totality of the conglomerate higher selves. The conglomerate higher selves, meaning the higher selves for each and every one of us that that have ever helped us and that are now part of us and other higher selves from any other realm or direction that care to join with us today. Now, At this point in time, we're going to move into the pure soul essence of the originating source of all there is. Moving into that core reality, allowing us to tap into the very highest level of the originating source. And we will be, the energies, the information will be de-intensified down to the levels we can reach, the levels that uh, are the highest levels that we can handle at this point in time. It's again our guarantee that we are going to be healing at the very highest level. Now, the that symbol of the wheel is moving in. The many, many, many listeners, I just see literally hundreds, really thousands, I would guess, although I'm terrible with numbers, of listeners standing on the rim some uh, other souls that have come in to partake of the energy today. The relationship energy with a significant other is a fairly large issue for many, and I think many are here for that issue. I see the hub being formed. The rainbow bridge is activated. We're all bringing our chakra systems into the very highest level that we can by activating that rainbow bridge energy as it connects us to the chakras of originating source. And we are pulsing with this incredibly beautiful light, this beautiful energy, and the hub is then created from the rainbow bridge, and Suzanne is now stepped onto the hub. She is fully amalgamated and fully present as part of the group here. She is a listener, past, present, and future. And she's um, present here and fully amalgamated and stepping forward in her own way. She's coming forward to 
heal and I feel a great discouragement from her because it's as if she's felt like this will never be resolved, that that having a significant other or romantic relationship is not hers to have. Uh, there's some sort of resignation here, and I want I want Suzanne and anybody else, whether you think you have it or not, to, to begin to release that resignation, that discouragement that you're not going to find someone either at all or the right person. So let's just all begin with releasing that discouragement. There's despair here. There's loneliness. There's isolation. There's uh, resignation and the the belief that this is just not going to happen because there's a part of us that feel like if we bring someone in, oh, it'll just be the wrong person because we've all had those experiences over and over again. So we want to release that belief, that, um, that quote-unquote truth that we hold. I want all of us, and, and Suzanne, because I'm picking these truths up from Suzanne, even though I'm using we, I'm getting it from Suzanne, but they're so generic. I feel so generic in the sense that many, many of us would hold this kind of belief system or something along these lines. I'm now picking up a lot of hurt and pain, a lot of grief and sorrow, because there's been a lot of issues with the mate. So it, it feels like Suzanne's moved into this place of either or. Either she has a mate, and it's not a good mating, it's a painful one, or it's uh, un, unsuccessful or unreliable, or she has to sacrifice herself. There's something very negative about having a mate. Or... She has no mate at all. And so she has this dichotomy, that either or, that polarity thing that we all have in so many different ways. And so I want Suzanne and everyone else to begin to release the either or. What is not present for Suzanne and for many of us is that middle ground where we can bring in a mate and it can be just right for us. That's the middle ground, it's as if Suzanne and many of us are on the, this pendulum thing and we're carrying the opposite extremes. Either that we bring the guy in and it's terrible in a lot of ways, or we don't bring him in. There's somehow the option of bringing someone great in and having it being great for us just hardly is there. It's like so small. It's like a wish. It's like a hope but it's been squelched so many times that, boy, is it dim. And right now I want to bring in the divine hope and the divine divine acceptance, the divine balance, the divine manifestation of the right relationship, so divine right relationship, divine right significant other, divine right, uh, intimate love. And I want to start building that very small, that very dim part of Suzanne, and it's probably dim in many of us. Of course, divine love, divine understanding, divine 
any any kind of divine any I would say divine forgiveness so that the and divine insight, clarity of vision and expanded perception because it's really important that we be able to see that the either or stance that we've taken and and for you especially because I'm working on you Suzanne is that there is more than the either or that's between the rock and the hard place and we so often find that in our lives whether it's related to a mate or not but since we're working on relationships I want that rock and the hard place to start to dissolve and I'm asking that you literally begin to pulse the light you can see the symbol of the two extremes of the pendulum and at each extreme is a very powerful energy both rather dark in nature rather painful in nature rather isolating in nature rather upsetting in nature rather discouraging in nature rather despairing in nature they they carry a a lot of common issues and i want you to start we're going to send the light into both simultaneously and start to dissolve the despair the false beliefs the misunderstandings, the trauma and drama from all the situations and conditions that created those, the the catapulting, because when when we're in one, what we do is if we're in if we're alone and not bringing anyone in, we kind of go to that place sometimes where we say, okay, well I'm so lonely, I'm so isolated, I'm so upset over here. I'm going to take whatever relationship presents itself. And so we catapult ourselves over to the opposite. And if we're in a really bad relationship, then we can catapult ourselves back over to, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm going to be alone. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take on a intimate love. And therefore we empower and entrench both sides by this catapulting sometimes within the same life and sometimes in lifetime after lifetime we do one life then another type you know alternating or sometimes we do three or four on one side and then we go oh this is horrible and I'm going to catapult myself over here and we just continue this pendulum as if it doesn't ever come to a stop in the center and so we want to neutralize both sides of that pendulum and I want you to symbolically take your hands visualize the pendulum in front of you all of you can do this and I want you to send that powerful light out from each hand absolutely swapping both sides and neutralizing known and not unknown all of those patterns on either side the pain the suffering the discouragement the the belief systems the misunderstandings all the tragedies and dramas and and all the suffering that that brought that were part of both sides of this pendulum because there was a lot of suffering there was a lot of heartbreak There were times you were alone when you were in love with someone else. There's unrequited love here, too. I want you to release or neutralize that. I want you to see that as being part of that alone pattern. Um, 
there are so many different things, and I, I could probably spend quite a bit of the show picking up various elements here. And let me let me just hop over to the other side. Um, I see a lot of. I mentioned this earlier, but I do see the self-sacrifice pattern where you have had to give up yourself for guys, for men. So I want, for whatever reason, uh, that sometimes they just couldn't carry their own weight or they demanded that you carry more than your share. Uh, there's, so there's a lot of that self-sacrifice, and I want you to neutralize all of that because I see in some of those lives tremendous stress and tremendous um, exhaustion physically. I feel almost as if sometimes you died young because it was so so much hard work. Uh, I see you as a farmer, for example, and you had to take care. You were working from not only sun up to sundown, but sun up to when you went down, hours after sundown, and then got up and just started over again. I just feel you absolutely working yourself to the bone. And so that by the end of those type of lives, you then would catapult back to this place where it was better to be alone. And so there's just a lot of suffering on both sides, a lot of suffering, and I want you to really address that suffering. Let's send the light and have it move into, and I see the suffering as as a reddish area, it seems like a constant inflammation. It's a constant reminder of how painful both sides of this coin are. Both types, you know, both the rock and the hard place. There's so, so much uh, irritation, so much sadness, so much suffering, so much upset. The on the other side, I'm seeing that being alone has meant you've been childless in lifetimes. I do believe you have a child in this life, I think. I'm not sure. Now I'm confusing you. I know Denise has a child. I'm just confusing. Sorry. You with some other people. But in any case, I do see lifetimes where you were childless, and I want you to neutralize Send that light in to neutralize all that because it was a very, very difficult for you. You are a natural, loving, uh, mother, uh, caring person. And it was as if there was a part of you that just absolutely dried up is all I can say. It's almost like you became... It feels almost as if you went into menopause a decade early. It's as if you just dried up. And it wasn't really menopause, but that was the... And when when we go through menopause, we don't really dry up. But there is this sense of drying up, almost dying early because it was so difficult. And that was partly what would catapult you into these lives with men or significant others that were much less than perfect for you simply so that you could have children. There is a very deep love for children, a a deep desire to be part of a family group, 
And so you would do the catapulting thing back over and want to, in order just to have, to be a mother. And then after you did that for a while and you had very little help or very little support and you died young and you weren't able to do for your children what you wanted to do, you would then catapult over and feel like, well, it's better to be alone and childless. It's just this really intense back and forth dual pattern going on here. And I want you to keep sending the light in. And so every time I break, bring up a pattern, I'm seeing your light uh, addressing it. And more of this, they're almost like rocks. There's almost like big boulders propped up on the top of this symbolic arc of the pendulum. And your, your, you know, your light is eating away. I'm going to ask all the listeners to join their light with you so that we can just bombard it. This pattern has been around for a long time. And, of course, the longer it's around, it tends to get more and more entrenched. Um, it was a big step forward, actually, I feel, for you to ask for this healing simply because it has been there so long, it is almost unquestionable. It's almost solidified to the point that just sort of acknowledging that maybe a healing could happen is a way to question, do you have to keep going in this manner? You may not have understood the pattern completely, and it doesn't matter, but you understood very well the fact that you don't have the romantic, uh, the mate, the significant other in your life at this point. That's where you started. But to bring it forward is actually an important step. And there is determination here. I feel it. I want to keep empowering that divine understanding, the divine inner strength, the divine inner yes. Yes, you can manifest the balanced, the harmonious, the uh, equal, the connected, the complete, the supportive, the, you know, in the highest ideal, you can do it. You can find the space in between the either or. And to help you get there, I'm going to ask that you move into a column of divine neutrality. And I've used this image before. It's as if it's the eye of a hurricane. In this case, it's the center point between your two slingshots, the two extremes of this polarized type of situation you had going. And that neutral space, I want you to pulse your light out from that neutral space really 360 degrees and really engulfing all the beliefs that were holding you at those extreme levels. It's just another symbol to help you move into the allowing yourself to know and to feel and to sense that there is a different way. And I want to call in that divine neutrality, that divine balance, that divine harmony, 
the divine understanding and the divine connection with the self and with the significant other. Wow. I'm feeling really good. Um, I'm just, along with all the other listeners, pumping in all the energy to not only neutralize the two extremes, but to empower that beautiful part of you that has and does know that it can be there and allowing it to grow and allowing it to become and to expand and to fill you up. And as it is, it's 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 actually addressing some some of the pain and the sorrow again that you've carried for so long. There's a lot of pain and sorrow in this place because this this place of knowing and wishing for that special person has been disappointed. And so I <clears throat> excuse me. So there's disappointment here as well. There's disappointment that I want to I really want you to release and neutralize and uh the disappointment and the hurt and the upset and the fear of wishing, the fear of hoping that this could come to fruition. So I want you to release the fear. And and that's helping. That's really it was the fear that I was sensing. Okay, so it's the fear that's beginning to move out now. The fear, can it really happen? Can I really wish? Can I really hope? Is it possible? Am I going to just get disappointed again? So let's release all that fear. Uh, And I'm seeing it coming out. It's coming out really very well. A lot of flow out of the heart area, out of the, out of the, the mouth, the throat, the chest, the stomach. There's a lot of fear coming out here. And the fear of being vulnerable, the fear of taking a chance, the fear of the unknown. Let's just keep releasing that. And as we're releasing it, we're going to keep calling in divine love, divine acceptance, divine, oh, I want to call in from the bottom of the feet, the divine material balance. Now that divine material balance is going to help with the manifestation of you know, from the abstract idea of bringing in a love relationship into the actual concrete happening. And it's going to bring it in in a balanced manner. So I want you to release that. Not release. I want you to take in this divine material balance to help you release any of the imbalances, any of the fears that it won't be manifested, any of the situations and conditions or uh misunderstandings or misconceptions that are holding you back from manifesting a wonderful love in your life. Okay. Now I'm checking on the the two rocks on the either end. They are greatly reduced. Um, They're not completely gone. Uh, but the proportion or the ratio of those big rocks versus that are on either side of this pendulum swing and you standing in the middle, 
growing and becoming and finding the balanced mate in your life, the proportions have really changed so that I see you now standing taller than the two ends of the pendulum swing, if you can picture that. You're growing and the empowerment is is growing and filling you. So symbolically, I'm seeing you empowered. So it's now as you're looking at the two rocks at the ends of the pendulum, you're taller, you're bigger, you're looking down on them. They're not as intimidating as you were when you started. And I didn't mention this, but it was as if you were this positive part of you, this part that kind of barely knew that you could find a significant other was really small. And those two rocks were so high relative to you and so huge. It was very intimidating looking if I had been you. But now you've grown and empowered this knowingness within, this bringing in the divine possibilities and the divine love and the divine hope to the point, and you've neutralized the two rocks on either side of this pendulum so much that everything has shifted. And now the pendulum is much smaller. The rocks are more like, instead of sort of boulders, they're more like just rocks that you can physically hold in your hand. So they are much, much smaller, and you are much, much bigger. Now, it feels as if you've released and neutralized a tremendous amount because this is a long-term pattern. I don't feel that more is going to happen today. It's as if you said, okay, I've done what I can today. Now, that doesn't mean that we haven't, you haven't been very successful. You've just made a huge shift, and this is just a symbolic way that I have to show me that at the soul level you've you've done so much and this is as much as you want to handle today however that empowered part of you i again want to bring in the divine hope the hope being that you can and will not you can that you manifest the significant other in your highest ideal in balance and harmony and true equality, loving and rewarding and supportive and wonderful everything, joy and communication. And I'm now going to call in that divine faith energy, which carries, divine faith carries the energy to manifest what we hope for. So as I call in divine faith, I want you to just see it permeating that divine hope and bringing that energy to manifest that hope. Now, every single listener can do that. Every single listener that needs help with the, with the um, significant other issues or relationships in their lives can do just the same thing. Using that divine hope and the divine faith. And then, of course, we'll call in divine love to help create even more of the impact to bring in even more empowerment. And with that, the higher self is now wrapping Suzanne into a cocoon of energy. 
which will help her acclimate and process the healing. It was a very, very big one. They will also be monitoring her, monitoring her to continue to process the healing past what we just did in these few minutes. Okay. And she is now being put into the healing circle so that she will have that 24-7 monitoring and help with this pattern. Um, I just wanted to say, and I wish I had said it early on, this healing could work and would work and will work and has worked if you actually did it, even though you have a significant other in your life pattern. It can help bring it to a higher level, to a more expanded, more understanding, more communicative, more loving, more supportive level. Um, I should have said that up front, and I'm sorry, guys, but hopefully you all went in there to work on whatever patterns you were carrying where you didn't have a significant other at all. And in that way, if you did, if you were actively involved in the healing, you would have gotten that help. Okay, now, yikes, I'm really la-la land. The higher selves did not close down the forever now moment, which because they're holding it open, we're going to move right in to the healing on Denise's daughter, Alicia, uh, dealing with the very thick blood pattern, the need for these really intense blood thinners that she's been getting. The great news is that she is at home, but we want to help her recovery speed up so that she can process this out of her physical body as quickly as possible. Okay, she is being ushered on to the symbolic platform. And I see her lying down on some symbolic kind of bed. It sort of looks hospital bedish, but it's just a symbol of a bed. And there is still a slu- I feel the sluggishness. I just feel it. I don't know yet what it's coming from, but I want to immediately uh, ask her higher self to, to move me into picking up and understanding the sluggishness, while at the same time that Alicia begin to release the sluggishness, even though we don't know yet what it is and all that its causes, all the causes, known and unknown. It is, um, okay, The there's misunderstandings and misconceptions here, misinterpretations. Okay, there's something, part of the sluggishness is, is hopelessness. There's part of it is a still locking in to the old pattern or the, the, It's similar to Suzanne's in a certain way, not wanting to hope, not wanting to become vulnerable, to start to really feel better because that makes her feel vulnerable. So I want the hopelessness, excuse me, to begin to be released. The the hopelessness and the fear 
the fear if she really takes on the full healing of this pattern, will she only be knocked down again? Will she only find out, you know, in a few months or a year that more surgery, more this, more that, there's this there's this resistance to really allowing the full energy in, the full healing in, the full full processing in because it means, oh my gosh, maybe I'm going to be disappointed. Maybe I'm going to uh, be become vulnerable only to be hit out of left field again. So let's release uh, again um, more and more of this feeling of powerlessness, this feeling of hopelessness, this, fe- this fear of being vulnerable, fear of the unknown, fear that there that something else is going to knock us down, fear the shoe will drop, all of those kind of fears. And I want to call in the divine breath again, and I want to call in the divine energy exchange, whatever that might be, divine circulation, divine hope, divine power, and divine flush, whatever that is, to help flush out these residues and this this the dregs that are clogging up the blood flow that are clogging the blood system okay okay wait a minute something just came to me and i lost it because i'm blabbering on okay wait a minute um i want to call on divine blood thinner okay the energetic blood thinner now i don't know what that is exactly But I want to call on the energetic blood thinner because I don't want her to have to manifest the actual blood thinner to that extent. And so whatever the divine blood thinner is, I want to actively call that in. And I want you to see it, feel it, experience it moving straight into the body. It's moving straight to the heart. And then the heart is going to be beating this blood thinner out through the entire arterial system and then as it moves through the arteries it moves into the capillaries and then into the veins and then if I have my science right the blood is coming back in the veins and returning to the heart moving through the lungs and in this way this light is Divine circulation, divine blood thinner is being circulated through the entire body. I'm seeing this light. It's just lighting. And with every whole, with all the, you know, as it moves through the body and does a whole circuit, with every whole circuit, I feel it getting lighter and lighter and moving faster and faster. So I want to keep calling in that divine blood thinner, the divine light, the divine circulation, the divine... We need divine hope here, guys. Divine hope and divine power. And divine power really... Just when I said it, you know, it's all instantaneous. It like immediately... I saw the circulation move up several levels of intensity. That divine power, you know, is not the power that we think of about power, that it can be negative and controlling and dominating and all that. It's a power that hooks us into that pure soul essence power. 
it makes us more connected. And so when I said divine power, the light now is more connected to your own pure soul essence, Alicia, and it is absolutely, there were several upticks in moving this around, and I see it tackling, there's symbolic clogs, I see. Now, it may not be real clogs in the arteries or the veins, but they're symbolic clogs that are manifestations or symbols of blockages, blockages that, that you carry at the energetic level. And so this these this circulation is beginning to dissolve the blockages. Now, I don't know what they all are, but they've been in place a long time. They are things that you don't need anymore. They're part of the old pattern. They could manifest as blocks. And that's why you have the blood thinners in the first place. You, they could become clots. We don't want them to become clots. So this divine energy is, and its divine dissolvent is dissolving these energetic clots. Okay, They're energetic in nature. I'm not seeing real clots. But we don't want them to manifest as real clots. So we want this blood to continue this, this circulate circulation that I have going here I want them to it start to dissolve all those clots and I can feel the clots getting smaller you're doing a great job there's a lot of them disappearing there were a lot of them here believe it or not a lot of them it, it was almost your way of guaranteeing you were going to have another problem because if one clot got cleared, then you had a hundred more and I, it wasn't a hundred but you maybe had a couple three dozen one of the other clots would do the job. So you had built-in safety valves in a way to guarantee that your problem keeps recurring, that heart problem. So what we're getting rid of now is those clots that you had created energetically to maintain the heart trouble. Oh my gosh, who knew? So let's keep moving this divine energy into those clots. We want those energetic clots and I see a lot of them disappearing and I want to call in divine insight, divine understanding, divine um, security and comfort, divine nurturing, divine strength and I want to call in the evolutionary thrust now, I've explained it in the past, but it feels really important here because this is going to help carry you in a calmer way through into the the shifts and the changes in your future because the evolutionary thrust is a very calming energy, really, and it's part of the energy flow that if we keep it and use it and become one with it, we can move through blocks and difficulties much quick, more quickly and easily. And that energetic, that added energy is really getting, I only now see about three symbolic clots. It's been a lot. Have You've gotten rid of a lot. It's really great, Alicia. Okay, now these three they're all on the right side. And 
there's probably symbolic of something on the right. And if I were in a private session, maybe I could pick up why the right is particularly important. And I know the right is interpreted in different ways, in different modalities. So I don't want to jump to any conclusions, nor would I recommend that you did. But in any case, I now want to just work on them one at a time because they've been able to resist this incredibly powerful energy stream that has been circulating around your body in a very intense way. Okay. I would say that one, it's hard to get a complete location, but one is more or less under the right arm, in that armpit. And I want to now, and I ask the listeners to help, I want to really focus on that one block and see if the added light and the added help and the added conscious focus can really help um, dissolve that. And it is really being worked on. I'm seeing it getting smaller. I want to see if maybe understanding what it is. It's very hidden under that armpit. There's a hidden nature here. Uh, it's hidden away. It didn't want to come out into the light. There's... Okay. This is this feels to me like the part of you and the part that we all have that has enjoyed the extra attention from being the sick one, from being having these problems. Now, we all have that kind of thing because sometimes it took that to get any caring and love at all. And so this part is actually very ashamed of feeling that way. There's a lot of shame here. So I want to really focus on sending the light in to neutralize the shame because it was something that was, sometimes it saved your life because you you were able to get fed, you were able to get shelter, you were able to get help that you needed. If you hadn't had it, you would die. But there's that part of you that doesn't see it that way, that sees it as, oh, I'm so shameful to feel sorry for myself or to get people to feel pity for me. And there's just a lot of shame around that. And so I really want you to neutralize that shame, Alicia. We all have done it. It's It's been a coping mechanism that we've had to use in times. And then we start to blame ourselves. Well, how could we have dropped and gone so low? You know, how could we have stooped so low? And so I want you to really release that because that is really old. You don't need it anymore. That's not where you are now. And I want you to release that that energetic block, okay? And it hurts. That 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 actually that thing is now hurting. As I feel the light just intensely working on it, there's actually physical pain here. It's been very painful, and, and the shame has been painful for you. And I can actually feel pain under that right. Well, it's my right. Who knows? Maybe it's your left, but I feel it under the right arm. And it's not in the arm or in the body. It's an energetic an energetic in nature. And, and, you know, you might see it in the armpit kind of thing. Whew. The shame is so intense there. It just is something. And I'm just going to ask the higher self because I don't want to um, miss out on the, the next two blocks that I'm seeing. I want to just have that continue. It's almost like pus coming out, a superating kind of sore. Just all that shame, almost just yucky pouring out there. 
pus and uh, gangrenous almost because the shame is really old in there. It's really deep and um, you just don't need it anymore. There is no need for shame. That's really old, really, in a, it, you know, uh, comes from situations and conditions that were completely misunderstood, misread, misinterpreted, and all that blame that you got hip, heaped on yourself from other people, and then you took it on as self-blame. And so I'm just, I'm watching it pour out. And so while that pours, I want to go to the next. Okay, the next one I'm seeing also around the arm, but it's more, it's like between, it's around the upper arm, between the shoulder and maybe two-thirds down, because there's two right there. There's one right between the shoulder, right sort of right at the middle of the arm, between the, sh- between the middle between the shoulder and the elbow. And the other one is just below that one. It's staying, it's a little bit higher, higher removed. This one is feels close to the arm. And what I'm getting immediately from this one is there's, it has to do with your inability, and it's symbolic, to be confident and able that, that whatever the illnesses were that, that brought it on, whatever the patterns were, the, it was almost like you had your right arm tied behind your back. You were unable to perform your duties. You were unable to be responsible for your children or for, for whomever you were responsible for in these various lives. And so there's this energetic thing. Why it's located there at the symbolic kind of upper arm area, I don't know, but I want a lot of a lot of light to go there because that is also carrying shame. It's also carrying tremendous frustration here. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of um, despair here because you just felt you let everybody down and yourself. It's just this feeling of being of letting yourself and letting everyone down. And it's just painful. It's got a lot of pain here, too. It's crippling pain. It's crippling. It's because you were crippled and you continue to be crippled by it. So it's both sides of the coin, and we are working to send the light. I see the light just absolutely moving around it, trying to dissolve it. And with that being dissolved, the other one that's more closer to the elbow, that one is actually starting to hurt because it's it's threatened almost. Oh, my gosh, if those two go, I'm like the last banshee, the last ditch protection, the last uh, part to hold on to this pattern. And it's feeling very threatened. There's a lot of fear. There's panic. There's pain. It is like so scared. And I want it just to be absolutely encapsulated in love, encapsulated with serenity and nurturing and support and gratitude because it has been there for good reason for you. It has been the last bastion for good reason. It has tried to protect you. Maybe it misunderstood and it's based on misinterpretations and misunderstandings, but the intention 
is so real. The intention is so pure. And so I want the love to go out, to surround it, and the the, the light to begin to really start to neutralize the fear because that's what's coming up is the fear. And it just is, it's like a schism. It's like a verb reverberation. And I want the... This, whatever the divine calming energy is to go in to, to help calm it, the, <sighs> I don't know, it's still vibrating, it's still schisming, come on, um, I want to just activate all the, the divine energies I can to find a way to calm it down to make it feel safe, divine safety, divine security, divine understanding, divine gratitude. Okay, it is beginning to calm down. I feel it calming down. Um, divine connection, divine intention to help because it feels alone. It feels like it's alone and it alone is going to keep you safe. And so... The, the divine intention to help is helping it feel and see and sense that you're there not to hurt it, not to abandon it, but to and bring it into balance with who you are so that you're working together so that it is able to continue to help you, but instead of being in spite of you, it's with you. Instead of at odds with you, it's together with you. There's a communal effort here. And so I'm seeing it calming down and it's beginning to neutralize. And that had a lot of power over the other one in the arm. So I'm seeing both of them being more dissolved uh, quicker into the light. The one under the arm is almost done with the superations or the pus. It's feeling much, much more empty. It's a lot of that shame is gone. The other two uh, are much more, um, I didn't feel the superation, but I, I do feel they're being reduced quite a bit. So it was as if they, the circulation, because of those three last resistance points was not as full through the arm through that limb as it could have been and as a result the whole body wasn't as efficient but now that those those are being greatly reduced and shifting the the energy circulation through the totality of the body is gone up a few ticks there is definitely a more healthy uh, circulation going on um, I'm perusing, I'm sort of doing a scan over the body. I don't see any more of those symbolic blocks. You've done a great job, Alicia. It wasn't easy, but, you know, sometimes these things aren't. But, I mean, it was relatively easily, easy when you think really how quickly it, was, it went when you've been doing this, carrying this pattern for a long time. Wow. Okay. 
the higher selves have moved to incorporate you into the cocoon. They are indicating it was a very, very great, a bit of great healing, a good healing. My sense is that you should have some relief and some the ability to cut back on the blood thinners in real time. I don't know how fast it'll work, but it feels good. And even if it takes some time on the blood thinners, I feel good about those symbolic blocks because they could have been potential, you know, it it could have been a very proactive kind of prevention thing that we didn't want it to manifest in the actual physical body. I want to call in Divine Flush. Last thing, just to help flush out any residue and any pollutants, any last dregs, even though the the cocoon is around you, doesn't mean we can't still do that. And I do feel a lot of release. There's a lot of flushing out, so to speak, of the body and, and really carrying away a lot of those dregs into the light. I now see you moving from the platform and the higher south. Even though it's been a short, relatively short two healings, the higher selves have begun the uh, reduction of the forever now moment, which is their way to indicate to me that the healing parts of the session are over, and which is fine because we can do a lot in a short time. <laughs> it doesn't, even though we think the longer the better sometimes, in fact, a lot can be done in a short time, especially with this kind of group energy. So with that, the healing is done, and I'm, of course, in La La Land like I normally am. I will say thank you to Suzanne and to Denise and Alicia for being part of the healing today. I'm thanking all the listeners, past, present, and future, and all those others that have come in. I'm thanking, I so appreciate the the sense of community that I have with these Wednesday groups. And uh, again, I will give you my email address, Janet at JanetRichmond.com, to encourage anyone to write in or call in. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I'm just so out of it right now, guys. I'm so sorry that I don't really have much else to say. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Until next week, and we are going to be working on Robin and Ryan next week and whomever else writes in. And so that's it. So goodbye for now, and thanks so much for being a part of this show with me. Just so appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events, or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.